Whatever it is you want to do in life, you'll be able to do. It's always you versus you. That it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, you can achieve anything that you set your mind to. Spend the rest of your natural life waking up and going after it. This is my purpose, and you will not stop me. You are listening to Mojo Sports. Yes, hello and welcome to Mojo Sports, the Women in League show, season two, episode one. Uh, my name is Dan Frost, and as always, I'm supported by the best panel in the business. Uh, no Alicia tonight, but we've got Tasha, and uh, well, Tash, uh, it's we we've been talking about the build up to this NRLW season for quite a long time. You know, we, we're inching closer. Uh, it's exciting times, and Happy New Year! Oh, Happy New Year to you, and Happy New Year to um, all the listeners, Dan. I've been waiting for this for so long, and to think that it's you know only um, you know months away or less than that is really, really exciting. And um, it's going to be a bumper year. And to hear Peter Volandis come out and openly in his open statement say the uh, NRL men and the NRL women will go ahead with the least disruptions is such fabulous news. Yeah, absolutely. Look, for for listeners that are tuning in that, uh, you know, love, you know, women in league, it is, it's just going to be jam-packed this year. So we're very much excited. There is just going to be so much football. We're going to do our very best to, to keep up with it um, with uh, so many episodes that will be headed your way. All right, let's jump straight into our listener question, Tash. And the question that we've got is, which NRLW franchise will have the most success in their first season? So out of the new, new franchise, out of the new clubs, which one's going to have the best first year? What's your thoughts? Well, the, of the new franchises, um, I can't go past the Eels, Dan. Um, they've got quite a number of New South Wales origin team. They've got some star signings there and and um, some great combinations, you know, with our mate Ken, Kennedy Cherrington. Um, I think they've announced uh, Maddie Studden, um, Tiana, Tiana Penitani. I'll, I could go on forever, but, yeah, definitely on paper, Eels are going to have the most success as a new franchise. Yeah, look, I, I think the listeners know me uh, pretty well by now that, that they know they will know where I'm going to head with this one, and that is the Newcastle Knights. Look, I have to be honest, uh, you know, toward last year I was a little bit nervous because we didn't have any signings, you know, announced. So, you know, it was a little bit unknown as to what this squad would look like. And then they went and signed basically the majority of the New Zealand uh, test side. So, look, uh, all smiles here. Uh, as a Newcastle supporter, I think, I think they're going to have a great first season. All right, guys, well, let's jump into our first segment for tonight, The Huddle. Leave no regrets out there. That is what a real champion is made of. The Broncos celebrate success once more. New South Wales have won women's state of origin on a great performance by the Australian Gillaroos. Champion teams do this. They find space. They find time. Loved watching her play, and I think she'll take her game to another level. Yeah, and this week on the huddle, as we as we get closer to the NRLW season, we are featuring the mighty St. George Illawarra Dragons. And we are very lucky, we are very fortunate to have our very special guest join the show, Renee Target. Uh, welcome, welcome to Mojo Sports. Thanks, Dan. Really excited to be here. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, Renee, let's let's dive straight into it because this is an episode that we've been looking forward to for, for quite a while and, uh, yeah, a great way to start uh, Season 2 here at Mojo Sports as well as we are uh, yeah, getting very much closer to the start of the season. Well, talk to us about it because, uh, obviously, all the fans are, you know, very, very excited about the Dragon squad. Um, and, Renee, let, let's let's touch on it personally. This must be really exciting for you as you approach your, your first ca- campaign in the competition. Absolutely. I think being my first 
um, like you said, my first campaign, the build-up and the anticipation from August until now has just been, it's, I'm bursting, I'm excited. I want to get out there and I want to run and I want to train with the team and just really work together to secure the premiership. Yeah, and I, and I think that's what makes this time of year so exciting for the fans because everyone's got an opportunity to to win the title, to take this thing out, to 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 dominate. You know, every single franchise, when you think about all the new faces, all, all the new players, uh, yeah, everyone is very, very, very much excited around the country. Let's talk a little bit about your squad, uh, Renee, because obviously, you know, you're coming in in your first season and it, it's a new group. It, there's a lot of uh, fresh faces in this squad, um, as well as a new head coach there in Jamie Soward. Um, talk to us a little bit about how preparation's been so far. And obviously it's about to heat up very, very soon, but um, yeah, exciting times here for the Dragons. Definitely. I think it's been really exciting um, for our group. We, I see a lot of young faces. It's a, it's a bit of a mixture, actually, to be honest. I see a lot of veterans, but then I also see a lot of new faces and it's just really exciting to think about combinations that are going to be made and what, I guess, vibe we're going to be able to bring together as a group and see what we can create. Because I honestly think, I think it's going to be magical. Yeah, Tash, uh, I guess, uh, you know, to, to Renee's point, the key there is the mix of experience and youth. And, uh, you know, we fall into this, tra- every single, every episode, every time where we feature an NRLW team, you look at these squads and they are so strong. And it's just, it, it's got to make you happy, Tash, being an advocate of the game to see so much depth, so much quality, so much talent in the women's game. Because if you look at this Dragon squad as a whole, uh, they are stacked. Yeah, Dan, look, um, I was fortunate enough to do some uh, commentating in that Harvey Norman Women's Premiership. And I know the Dragons have lost some star names, but you talk about a mixture of experience and, um, you know, new players coming through. I've watched them play in the competition all last year. These new players are quite exciting. And, um, you know, with the guidance of Kezi Apps and the experience like Keely Davis, and you've got Keely Davis and Quincy Dodd. There's the perfect little hooker combination, which I think, um, you know, Renee might mention or bring up later. But I'm really excited about this Dragons team because um, I just think that they're going to fly under the radar and they're really going to kick some ass. Renee, let's talk about it because, uh, you know, that that's probably where the Dragons are at at the moment. A little bit of an unknown team. Um, as Tash mentioned, you know, a couple of players have left. A lot of new players have joined joined the team. Uh, I, I guess, you know, you'd be, you'd be feeling pretty comfortable about being a little bit of an underdog heading into the competition. Absolutely. And I think, you know, that's, for me, I feel like that's a good place to be. And I think it kind of comes off the back of this being my first season. I feel like I'll, my, I myself was a little bit like that of, at the beginning of last season. So I think being the underdog is, is a good place. Yeah. I, I think, uh, I think it puts you guys in a pretty good position because, you know, if we reflect back on, on the last competition, uh, you know, obviously it wasn't um, exactly how the dragons, you know, wanted that one to go. Um, yeah. It, it's just all building up to, you know, a really important campaign and uh, you know, it, it's very much exciting times there for St. George. Uh, talk to us, Renee, a little bit about the new head coach, uh, Jamie Soward. Uh, I know him, uh, yeah, I know him uh, from our, our little ventures uh, in the media, but um, yeah, he certainly knows his football. Um, you know, was really excited about taking on the on, on this opportunity, and um, yeah, he just loves this football club. And yeah, going to be pretty exciting to to work with him, I'd assume. Definitely, he is so passionate and just loves the Red V, and it really comes through in training and everything that 
in his communication, in everything that he does with us. He just lives and breathes it. And I think that's really going to show with the way that we come out and play. Have a little bit of a look at this squad in a little bit more detail, um, and I guess we'll, we'll first off start by you know Renee, you know thinking about some of the players that that are there in the group. Has there been a couple of players that you kind of look up to, sort of you know mold your game off, or, or sort of get a little bit of advice and support? Any particular players in the squad that you sort of look to for a little bit of support there going into your first season? Definitely, I think you know like we spoke about the veterans that are in there, they're the people that you kind of look to and and you watch and you think that's the standard. That's, that's what you're striving for. Um, specifically for me, I mean, I'm, I am a little bit of a utility, but I like to be an hooker and I love watching Keely Davis. I think she, she really is just, she's what we look for in a hooker and not just her, but Quincy Dodd too. They're, they really are a really great pairing in a hooker role. And so for me, I feel just, a lot of gratitude just to be able to be in the same team and to be able to feed and bounce off ideas and work together to just work together and get better. Like for me, that's very exciting. Renee, you mentioned that um, you like playing in the number nine. And I did mention earlier that, that um, I've watched you play throughout the Harvey Norman uh, women's premiership season. And, you know, you've been named in the halves, you've been named in the centre, you've been named in the number nine. Um, just where do you see your... I mean, crystal ball, Jamie hasn't announced the, the first 17, but you're quite a versatile player. Where do you see yourself fitting in with this squad? I am very much a team player. And for me, I want to say, like I said, I am a utility, so I do feel I can perform in positions as long as I've been trained there. I think I can I can perform in many positions. For me, though, my preference is in that hooker or a 14 role. I think one of the things I spoke to, Sally about was saying, you know, I think my energy off the bench is my strength. So, yeah, and that's a great place to be because um, Dan and myself and the other panellists have discussed all throughout last year how that number 14 position is so valuable, uh, such a big part, such an impactful player. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, I'm not sure where you're going to, where you're going to end up, but tell me, tell me this. Um, you've, you've played with Holly Wheeler. She's a great icon of the game. So this is your your debut into the NRLW. How important is it to have Holly alongside you? It's monumental for me. I think playing with her at Norse last season, we developed that bond. You know, we already, we played in a team together. So taking that to the next level now and being in an NRLW team together, I think it's just going to make it even more special. Yeah, definitely. And I I think, Renee, you know, going back to some of your utility skill set, I think... You know, if ever that skill set was, I guess, the most important, it would be this year because, you know, if you think about how the calendar year is going to work, obviously you've kind of got two competitions. You've got the NRLW competition at the start of the year. You've then got your state comps, origin, and then you've got your second competition. So there's just going to be so much football injuries most likely, the ability to sort of jump in, play games. So, yeah, I, I definitely see that being uh, being a very valuable asset heading into what is going to be a crazy 2022 season. All right, let's start with the outside backs, Renee. Let's talk a little bit about some of the, the, the speed demons in the team, um, some of the players that will probably look to, to score a few tries uh, this season. I'm not saying the forwards can't. I'm sure they will. But, uh, yeah, talk to us about some of the outside backs in the Dragon squad. Yeah, look, really exciting. I think... The outside backs are quite young. Um, looking at, you know, the likes of Tegan Berry and Jamie Chapman, like they're 
I mean, they're, they're how tall they are is just crazy to me because I'm quite short, but their stride, like they're going to, they're going to run circles and well, not, not even just run circles. I think they're going to run hundreds of meters to be honest. Yeah. I, I think, uh, you know, Tasha, you obviously been a pretty big advocate of, uh, of Jamie Chapman's uh, play and her ability. And, um, you know, you, Obviously, when you when you look at these players, just in terms of their pure athleticism, it's uh, yeah. There's obviously some special talent there, and um, you know, obviously the players are getting better and better. Uh, Tash, just quickly, expecting a big season from Jamie. Massive. Jamie Chapman has just come along in leaps and bounds. I've been watching her play. I, I admire a game. I love her. Um, and her and Tegan Berry. I've been watching her for a few years too. And I tell you what, they've got pace to burn. Um, you're right, Renee. The limbs, they're long limbs. Like, yeah. you know, the, the strides that they take. And I, I can see many tries being uh, scored under the banner of uh, Jamie and Tegan. Give them space and look out. Yeah, no, that, that definitely is going to be something to look out for. And uh, let's have a bit of a look now at some of the, the playmakers in and around the squad because obviously it's going to be a pretty important part of what the Dragons do. Um, yeah, guys got a few options there and, um, a, a, again, a lot of talent in the team. Definitely. I think, you know, what I've seen so far, it looks like it's going to be a really good combination. Uh, there, there are a few combinations that are possible, but I definitely think there's going to be, you know, some really good footy being played by the halves that are selected there. All right, Renee, I'm going to put you on the spot. Yes. Totally unprepared question. Sorry to do this to you. But I was looking through the team list and I'm trying to work out my halves. Who do you see that Jamie may put forward? Like you can name two, maybe three, four. Or what do you think? Uh, well, I've seen Rach, uh, Rachel Pearson. She's from Helensburg and I definitely think, you know, as a half, she is, she's really talented. So I think she definitely could be in there. And Fui, I think Fui could be in there as well. I think she's a really good number six running. running. Yeah, look, it's such a great problem to have, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, even if you come on as the extra hooker with uh, Quincy, mm. then you can put Keely Davis even into the number six. I'm really glad you said Rach Pearson because I think this is her year. And so I really hope that she's in that halves combination. But, yeah, like a good problem for Sowie to have. Hey, Dan. Yeah, and we certainly won't be giving out any spoilers. But, uh, no, look, it's great to have depth. And as we said, two competitions this year. So, um, yeah, there'll be there'll be a lot of, a lot of minutes there for a lot of players and uh, it'll be interesting to see how it all pans out. All right, well, let, let's talk uh, a little bit more about, uh, and we touched on this earlier, about a, a position that you're very passionate about, about the dummy half hooker role. Um, just talk to us a little bit about it. What, what drew you into the position? What do you love about it? And, um, yeah, just talk to us about the position of dummy half. Well, I actually, funnily enough, started out as a, started out as a half and then was moved over into um, dummy half and I just fell in love with it. I think what I, I mean, my previous sport was gridiron. And it's quite a strategic sport. And so going into dummy half was almost as if it was a similar kind of mentality for me because it is very strategic being in a nine and a 14. I mean, you're, you touch the ball the most, you direct the play, you, have, you ultimately have the most influence over the game, essentially, I, in my eyes. And I think that's a really, like, that's a privilege for me. Yeah, definitely. I, I think it's uh, almost like the quarterback of the team, that's for sure. Definitely. Uh, 
And um, Renee, I did actually see you in a in a gridiron outfit, so I, I knew you had that background. And um, you've got some great tackling stats, great tackling efficiency in the um, Harvey Norman comp. Have you have you had a chat? Come on, let the cat out of the bag. Um, do you see yourself as maybe you know? Um, in the number nine or is he going to use you in the halves? Have you spoken openly about being confident in all those areas or maybe match you up with Shawnee Stowers in the centres? What are you, what's, what's happening for you? For me, I, I mean, communication happens all the time. We always communicate about positions or what I feel comfortable with. But I think for me, my biggest focus was just let my game do the talking let my training do the talking and if I'm good enough if if because it's not really for me it's not really about anyone else it's about me being better than who I was so if I'm good enough then he'll put me where I'm going to be the best for the team yeah I love it and uh yeah obviously being in a, being in a position of dummy half you've certainly got all the skills as you mentioned I just, it's becoming increasingly important, obviously, to be able to get through all the defensive work, but also manage all of the offense and control control the tempo and the pace of the game. Uh, no, it's, uh, yeah, it's definitely one of those exciting positions on the football field. All right, let's move forward now, because this position group typically doesn't get a lot of love in rugby league, but we try and give it a lot of promotion here at Mojo Sports, and that's our forwards and fortunately for you guys, fortunately for the Dragons, this is certainly one of the one of the overarching strengths of, of this football team. Talk to us about some of the forwards in, in your group because, uh, yeah, there are some serious footballers in the forwards for the St. George Illawarra Dragons. Definitely. I mean, it, I think it's really exciting. And like you said, I don't think they get enough of a good rap. I think, you know, they're the engine room. They're what makes the outside backs look really nice and pretty. So I think, you know, every every part has their... Every sorry, every piece has their part to play, and I think the forwards are one of the biggest parts. Um, but I'm really excited. I mean, looking at Elsie Albert, I mean, you've got Kezi Apps and Holly, like they're really experienced players that I think are to have in the engine room. I think they're going to be able to, you know, keep us level headed and also get us forward and get us moving. Yeah, Renee, look, it's very hard because I know your first training session as a group um, comes around, you know, just in, well, tomorrow. Um, But Elsie Albert, like Dan and I and Alicia have discussed Elsie and we we had Steph Hancock on um, the other week and I am so excited to watch that girl run around again in the NRLW. Um, So you you haven't played with her, but... um, you know, she's certainly someone that everybody's going to look up to. Um, you've also got, like, Natasha yes. um, coming in there. You haven't actually played alongside her or seen much of her because she's come from Queensland, but I know she's a powerhouse. So I'm really excited about the the, the engine room that um, people such as yourselves get to work behind. Definitely. Yeah, and I think, Renee, a, a good sign is when, you know, people are scared of, of some of your players and, Elsie, she just epitomises that intimidation, just the way in which she plays, the way in which she defends. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad it is not me in the middle. Um, now, exciting times. All right, Tash, we cannot sit on the fence. It's time for our predictions for the Dragons uh, for season 2022. Uh, well, one of, uh, as we as we look to two competitions this season. Tash, what's your thoughts? Okay, Dan, last year I think I picked them as coming first because on paper they had, they had like... Ugh, 
an incredible roster, but they were hindered so much by injury. Um, this year, who knows what's going to happen, but I know something. I've been watching a lot of these so-called unknown players. The roster that the Dragons have, they are going to fly under the radar. They are going to, whereas people are saying, oh, they, they're not going to do that well. Yeah, I see them in the top three. Top three. Well, you know, if you think about I've just – Looking at my notes here, and I think you might have uh, you might have uh, glanced a bit of a look at mine because I've got third as well in terms of finishing there. I, I say that because, and Renee, you, you'll you'll hear me say this a lot in, when it comes to the NRLW. You cannot lose football games in this competition. This is so rapid. There's very few games um, you have to win, and I think that that's what's going to be a really really big focus. Is the Dragons? They, they've kind of let a few results. Um, you know, sort of not go their way in previous seasons. This year it's going to be really important that um, that they're able to sort of finish games and, and sort of get those wins because that's what is ultimately what's going to get them in the top four. And for me, Tashi hit it. It's the depth in the squad that I think is going to be really, really important here. We've seen in past seasons an injury or two can really derail a team, not the Dragons. I think there's a lot of depth here. They'll be able to cover a lot of positions and that puts them in a really good position. Renee, we know you're biased. We know you got. We know how competitive you are. Uh, you're here to win this whole thing. Talk to us a little bit about why you think you guys will be uh, successful this season. Uh, like I said before, I think it's the combination of the veterans and the up and comers. I think you know when you spend time to develop a connection with the people you play with, it's ultimately going to come out on the field. So I think you know we're all there. And I mean, every team is, every team's there for the same mutual purpose. But I think when you get to, when you take the time to get to know each other and you genuinely want to be in each other's company, that's what's going to get you that premiership. Yeah. And what's exciting about some of these younger players is you think about, you know, how well they're going to play in this first competition. But imagine, imagine the second campaign later in, later on uh, in, in the, in the year. It's, uh, yeah, it's going to be scary to see, you know, how, you know, a lot of these players will be able to develop and um, yeah, what they're able to produce. Now, exciting times for the Dragons. All right, guys, let's jump into our final segment for tonight, Rapid Fire. And we're going to talk all about that and a whole bunch of other things. What you need to know tonight. Sincere apologies to Matt Damon. We ran out of time for him tonight. We'll get him on the air again soon. Oh, my boss is singing closing time. Maybe that's what you're doing. Yeah, and this week on Rapid Fire, the question I've got for you guys is who is the best new coach in the NRLW? Uh, Tash, going to start with you. Okay, Dan, I've, um, I'm going to have to go with the Parramatta Eels coach in the great Dean Witters. He's, um, he's had a stint as an assistant coach, I think, in the inaugural year with the Roosters, so we know he knows what it's all about. Um, but he's, I've, I've had a lot to do with him um, in his coaching with the Harvey Norman um, South's women's team. He really knows the girls. He has really built up a tremendous roster. And the very fact that these star players um, have come in and signed for him, he knows what he's on about. He knows how a women's football team operates. Uh, So, yeah, I'm going for uh, Dean. It's going to be really interesting to watch uh, Parramatta in this first season because what we know about rugby league, and, yes, I'm very Newcastle hunter biased, but we know that rugby league in the West, it is just... I mean, it, it, it is a religion. So the importance of having an NRLW franchise uh, really dominate and, and, and I guess perform really well in NRLW is going to be really, really important for the game. So uh, there are a lot of people behind that new franchise. It's um, yeah, exciting times for Dean. 
All right. Uh, yeah, quite new coach in the NRLW. Look, I'm going to have to go with, speaking of my bias, uh, Casey Bromelow uh, as the new coach for the Newcastle Knights. Um, takes over from Blake Green, who was initially appointed. Um, but, uh, yeah, Casey is now in the role. Look, just really excited about him. Uh, obviously, he has the, he has the right um, CV for the role. He's obviously been involved in the pathway systems there. He's coached in the Tashigal Cup. Um, and yeah, really, really excited about um, about his influence on the squad. And again, you think about how this team's been built, and we were so nervous about what this squad would look like, but to go out and get the majority of that New Zealand test side, I mean, it is just so exciting, um, and it's going to be very, very interesting. So um, as much as we want to ease into the competition, we don't have time, cannot lose football games in the NRLW, got to get some wins, and I think um, he's built built a really impressive squad there. Let's see how the Knights go. Renee, I think I know where you're going to go with this one, but uh, talk to us about um, a particular new coach uh, down there at the Dragons. Yeah, like I'm going to have to follow your train of thought and jump on the bias train because I I think Sowie's going to he's going to be a really great coach. Um, from what I've seen so far, he, he already is. Um, and, you know, his passion and his football knowledge is really just going to come through, I think. Yeah, it's going to be re- yeah, it's, uh, definitely looking forward to um, yeah watching watching the season. And I think one of the things that isn't spoken about enough is some of the complexity around coaching at the NRLW level as well, because this isn't something where you've got your players year-round, almost 24-7 access like you do in the NRL system. So there's just so much to navigate, um, you know, in this particular game. And, uh, you know, I, I think, you know, when you strip it all back, I, I think, well, what are some of the most important things? And I think that's uh, uh, that's passion, that's commitment, and that's love for your club. And, uh, yeah, I can certainly see that in spades uh, with, with the Dragons. Definitely. Yeah, look, Renee, I, I, I sort of... Uh mentioned this a little bit earlier, but you in particular, uh, you know, listeners out there, Renee Taggart, you really need to keep an eye out for this player because under these conditions, these multiple competitions, the injuries that could happen, perhaps the COVID uh, interruptions, uh, Renee Taggart is a player that can play so many different positions and um, you're looking fighting fit already, girls. So um, I'm looking forward to following your career. Thank you. Thank you so much. You know, that's what it's all about. Just keep showing up every day and doing the work. All right, guys. Well, look, that's all the time we have tonight. I uh, just want to say a big thank you to Renee uh, for joining the show. As, as you as you can see uh, from tonight's episode and, and as you've seen across, across the entire game, social media, out there in the community, there is a massive buzz for the NRLW season, seasons, uh, as well as all of the football that's going to happen in between. So we just wanted to thank you for coming on the show, um, you know, doing a little bit of promotion uh, for your club. And uh, as, as Tasha mentioned, we're really excited about seeing you play. No, thank you. It was a pleasure to be here and I'm really excited too. So hopefully we can give you guys a good show. Oh, excellent, excellent. All right. Well, uh, Tasha, again, thank you for uh, talking all things Rugby League, uh, another great episode. And to our listeners, if you did enjoy today's episode, please share with family and friends. Uh, continue to download the podcast. And until next week, we'll see you then. You have been listening to Mojo Sports. Thank you for your support. It is very much appreciated. The team and I are trying to build something a little different here, so everyone's support is very much appreciated. Continue to support the podcast, download, subscribe, 
check out our social media channels, give us a follow, and be sure to tell your friends about Australia's best-kept secret. This is Mojo Sports.